0: Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: You're listening
0: to Pure Opelka. Is the handshake heard round the world? Liberals' response to the Trump-Putin handshake. This was just after. Just after that minute and a half video that kept running in in a loop on CNN was posted online. And uh, this was the reaction of um, the handshake heard round the world.
1: And then, and then, like Trump, not my president, was looking at Putin, and he started blinking. He was blinking at him, and then Putin looked back at Trump, and he was blinking at Trump. And they were like both standing there, blinking at each other. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's like it's like Morse code. They're communicating. They're communicating. They're they're plotting for two twenty. And I felt so I felt so helpless. You know, like. I, I wish I could stop it. Just my friend, it's just ruined. It's just my whole weekend's ruined now.
0: I watched it over and over. I sent it to people. I found the original. I discovered that this is the creation of a Colorado woman who goes by the name Conservative Mama. And uh, she's agreed to join us today. And this, this is important because she's a busy, she has a busy life. She's a mom. She's uh apparently a good writer, a very good writer and a good performer and a pretty darn good actress. Rachel Keane is it or do you pronounce it Kane? No, it's Keane. Rachel Keane mm. joins us, aka Conservative Mama. You can see Rachel's stuff if you go on YouTube and look at Conservative Mama uh channel. You should subscribe. And also conservativemama.com. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being so darn flexible because yesterday was a crazy day with all the breaking news. We're happy you're here.
1: Well, Mike, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here.
0: Well, I have to ask, Rachel, because I know you're a mom. You have three children at home? Yes, I have three little ones. I have a five year old, an almost four year old, and a one and a half year old. (laughs) You have a wait. (laughs) Keep me busy. Five year old. An almost four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old? Yes. Yeah, so
1: we had them very close all together. They're my little trio.
0: Yes, I've done the math. I understand how that works. That's, <laughs> but, so is this nap time for all of them? What, what have, I, it's very quiet where you are.
1: No, no. My, my awesome mom has come with my sister, and they are all hanging out watching the kiddos, so I can get on here and, and, and chat with you. So very well, thankful we, for them.
0: We appreciate it, and uh, Rachel, you have to tell me, where, where did the conservative mama come from? Where did this idea happen, and what birthed it?
1: Well, it was years ago. I, um, in my early 20s, I uh, was out in Hollywood. I, I, uh, I was accepted to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I went out there, ended up not attending, um, and then I ended up getting a four-year college degree. And then I went back to Hollywood and uh, became a SAG actress. And so I did that for a while, um, worked for some big celebrities, lived in a, a well-known celebrity's home. I'm not allowed to talk about that stuff. Saw, saw the underbelly of Hollywood and realized this is not, not what I wanted to be a part of and not what I ever thought it was. So I moved back to Colorado and shortly after that met my husband. Um, kind of left the whole acting world behind. And then it was in 2012, my dad... Um, Robert Blaha, he ran for Congress and um, he lost to an incumbent. And um, it was then I realized, wow, it's hard to unseat these incumbents and it's hard to to get rid of political um, career politicians and i realized that i was very uninformed on the whole political world i i had little knowledge in that whole area so i started just really diving in and researching on policy legislation issues uh and just took it on it was scary to me because in you know growing up you hear people talk politics and it was kind of like uh i always felt like out of the loop and i was like i'm going to i'm going to get this stuff and i'm going to learn it and i'm going to understand it and so I spent years just uh, doing that. And then I started blogging about it and writing. Uh, I started conservativemama.com and just started writing at, at at some point I I was just talking probably to my mom and my sisters and my older brother uh, and my husband were probably the only people reading the blog, but I kept doing it. I felt like I was not supposed to stop. And um, it was in, it was this January uh, when I watched, I, I stopped and I was watching Madonna speak about blowing up the White House. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I should go on live and I should talk about this. And I was like, ah. So I got on Facebook Live and I just started talking about it. And I, and I you know, turned it off and I probably talked for about seven, eight minutes. And then I shut it off and then um, I started to get a lot of response from that, a lot of views, a lot of response my brother wrote me, he's like, oh my gosh, people are watching the video. And I was like, okay, well, uh, maybe I should start doing this more often. And then I had the thought, you know, why don't I tie in my past with what I'm really passionate about now? And that, you know, politics and, you know, conservative um, values. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to start kind of combining videos and using what, what I kind of was trained in, in my past with my present. And so um, that's where I'm
0: at now well i i started digging into your videos on your channel and we're talking to um the conservative mama is who she's known as in the in the internet world Uh, rachel is her first name rachel lives in in colorado and as i'm looking through your um your videos which there's a a great tongue-in-cheek spirit in the comedy that you you bring to this there's some snark and sarcasm Etc. And parody and all kind all the things that I look for when I look for uh, political comedy because I think lessons are better learned when people are laughing, and I think you nail that, uh, and and I think that's very important. But um, how do you deal with a state that used to be reliably red and is now pretty purple, headed to blue? How are, are you surrounded by? by people who are, are like-minded, or do you encounter liberals all the time? Well, of
1: course I encounter liberals all the time. Um, I think that, I, I'm actually, I'm married to an independent. He is, I mean, he votes conservative, but he is a very independent thinker, and he challenges me, so we debate a lot on a lot of the issues, but it gets me inside of the way they think, I think. I, 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 I think it's really important to study your opponents, Not to just label them as opponents, but to understand their thinking and why they think the way they think. And that's why I love playing uh, a liberal. (laughs) So um, I follow a lot of them. I study them. I I listen to a lot of like of the left uh, talk just to get how they are going to angle something that, you know, is so just straight to me. But they're going to, you know, slant it so much um, when they present it. So it is hard to watch. Um, I'm really hoping we have a big governor's coming race, uh, governor's race coming up in 2018. Um, I think the most important thing to do is uh, get behind the strongest candidate in a primary. I feel like um, primaries are often where the the race, the general, is won or lost. Um, I think getting um, your strongest candidate in a primary is very important. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, what do they bring to the table? What is their accomplishment and what qualifies a candidate to hold a position? I feel like we have a lot of people in office that are not qualified to hold office. Mm. Um, you know, they, they, they start, they start at a local level and they work their way up the, the, the pole without really having done anything in the private sector. And so, um, I often look for that's what that's that's the candidates I like to back is people that have private sector experience um, that know how to um, solve problems they're problem solvers uh, solutions to the problem. A lot of people talk about problems all the time, but I'm like, oh let's talk about how to solve the problems and so uh, that's that's you know that's what we I, I want to focus on I'm hoping that we have a chance um, well,
0: to, rachel uh, i I've only got a couple of minutes here, but in the limited huh. time i have i I want to encourage people to find you and follow you. Uh, you're on Twitter, Conservative Mama. You're on YouTube, Conservative Mama. You're on online at conservativemama.com. Uh, but you're you're an unapologetic Trump supporter, and I, yeah. I have to ask because you just posted a video uh, about about this this um, the latest news with Donald Jr. And it appears that are you. Where do you stand on this? Because I, frankly, I have problems with what happened because if a foreign government is coming to me, even though, yes, my initial reaction is I would love to know the dirt on my opponent. But I I personally, I have problems with letting Russia come in. And and maybe it's just because I'm suspicious of everyone after 25 years of living in Manhattan. But uh, I get nervous. When we start allowing somebody that was so recently a big enemy, and I still think uh, uh, a, an opponent in our world, uh, in our world position, I consider them not to be, a fr- they're more frenemies than friends. Uh, where do you stand on the Donald Trump Jr. thing? Do you think, are you okay with it? Or you think it's a problem or not?
1: Well, what's come up so far is that she had uh, the woman that she met with, the lawyer. She had no ties to the Kremlin, um, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a you know, this is a woman from a country that, yeah, we're not friends with them. We're not; they're not our besties. But at the same time, you know, I, I want to point out that Hillary was, you know, her group was meeting with Ukrainians, so it's kind of like not not to excuse like, oh, well, they're doing it, we're doing it. But when you are in campaigns, you do get. You do op, you do up research um, every single camp. I've been in part of several political campaigns sure. and we've always studied the opponent. You get what you can on them. Um, and I think and I'm, I'm not opposed to op research because I think that the public needs to know what the candidate tries to hide. You know, I think that, you know, if, if we keep it all covered up in math, then we're not voting for the, the real deal. So get it out there, whatever it is. Um, Well, I'm I'm all for
0: transparency, but I I can't endorse colluding with a foreign government. And that that to me is where I draw the line. Even Al Gore, when given the George Bush playbook, turned it over to the FBI. And you might not be old enough to remember that. But that's that's something from my history that I remember. But I I'm I'm just curious because I ask everybody about this. It's I think this is a very personal decision. And I think this is one we'll we'll have to have more conversations on the Blaze Radio Network on demand.